Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. What happened? So this is probably about 15 years ago. Um, I'm painting a house in the living room and a client asked me if they could run across the street to their neighbors real quick um, and if I could babysit their kid while they were gone. You know, basically just keep an eye on their little toddler, two years old, three years old, something like that. I don't know. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. I'm a real people pleaser. You know, I don't want to ever like say no to anybody. I'm a lot better at that now. But um, so I agreed to do it. The kids just you know sitting in the corner and playing with some toys or something. I'm not really paying too much attention. But so you know, I've got my five gallon bucket of paint out. I dip my roller in. I'm like going on the walls. I turn around and the kid is standing in the bucket of paint. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this little toddler climbed into my bucket of Hamilton blue <laughs> uh, <laughs> flat wall paint from Dunn Edwards. And uh, it was a pretty full bucket at that point, you know, like I kind of just started going and um, luckily it didn't like, you know, spill out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that but picture yes. that's going around the internets of like the baby with the paint all over the living room? I have. Yeah. That was you. I posted that picture. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't my original picture. Uh, You know, smartphones, uh, smartphones existed at the time, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, you know, it wasn't like top of mind that I was going to grab my phone and take a picture of this. I was just freaking out. I'm like, oh my goodness, there is a child in my paint and the parents are gone and I'm responsible for this. And so I like, you know, had a like a couple, two, three seconds of like, what do I do? I grab the kid, pick him up. There's paint dripping all over. Uh, so I put him back in the paint <laughs> uh, and I, uh, you know, uh, rearranged my drop claws to kind of make more of a, like a place I could get the kid out and deal with this. And then the best part, I mean, well, maybe the second best part of the story because uh, the kid going into the paint is pretty good. But uh, the second part of the story is that as soon as I got the kid out, put them down, they took off running. No. <laughs> chasing this kid that has paint, like, you know, splattering all over. And, uh, you know, it looked like um, uh, the Tasmanian Devil cartoon, you know, like this little kid is worrying <laughs> off. So I go running after him. They probably only got like four or five steps before I was able to grab yeah. him again. I picked them up and I was like, now what do I do? I'm holding this dripping child in my yeah. hands, and uh, so yeah, I just I ended up like getting him over and um, you know set him down on the drop cloth, turn on the TV so that they would like you know stay put, and then just waited for the parents to come back. And they're a really cool client. Uh, they felt bad for me, you know, yeah, that yeah, I had to yeah. deal with all of that whole situation. But uh, yeah, that's probably the the funniest um, painting story that I have. 
<laughs> that is so awesome. I love these. And uh, everybody's watching and listening. Like one of the, you know, we open everything with a, you know, crazy wild story. And the other thing is I said, don't tell me because I want, you know, I want to hear it for the first time. So this is the first time I ever, I hear these two. And it's just, they're awesome. Yeah. When you think you've heard them all, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually forgot that this story had happened until I saw that picture that you mentioned. And I saw the picture and it just brought back the flood of memory. And I was like, oh, wow, that's right. And so I posted that picture on my social media yeah. and everything. That's, so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It happens right more than once, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, right on. I'm Prith Fiverkiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Oh my. Well, uh, to our listeners and our viewers, hello and <laughs> welcome back to the DYP podcast. Today's guest is from San Diego, California, owner of Paint Green slash Peak Brothers Painting, John Ray. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Steve. Happy to be here. Now, I reserved episode 100 specifically for John because this is a really cool story of how he's grown from 600000 when he first joined UIB and is now projecting to $3.5 million in just a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> John has been a one-to-one -one client of mine for a couple of years. I've flown to stay with him a couple of times to analyze the inside of his operations, get to know his team as well as his as well, excuse me, as his wonderful wife, Carissa, and experience some intense mountain biking rides and uh, mm. hikes up the top of it's Dictionary Hill, right? Dictionary Hill, yep. Yeah, yeah, those are intense, and the views are worth it when you make it up there. The rocky climb, it feels like to me, like I say rocky is in uh, Balboa. It felt like you had to have the eye <laughs> of the tiger to make it up there. Yeah. To give but, people an idea of how steep it is, the house that's right next to us, the very top of their roof is lower than our floor. So, and, and, yeah, and we're talking just like feet away too. It's just not. Like yeah, they're big, like you know. ten feet away, but yeah, you could, you could jump off your lawn onto your neighbor's roof easily. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, so it's so <laughs> steep. That's awesome. But the views are just breathtaking. Uh, however, it's it's not all about uh, his success and all his hard work and habit changes from following the UIB system, but also because of the acquisition of one of my first clients and very first member of Mastermind Group 1, which we call OMG, Original Mastermind Group, uh, John Peak of Peak Brothers Painting, who was on the show back on episode 11. But before we unpack all that awesomeness, John, take us back to the very beginning. How did you first get started? Yeah, uh, college pro painters. 
Um, I'm one of those college pro kids. So back in college in uh, Seattle area, um, I saw an ad on a bulletin board and it said, make $10,000 as you're running your own painting company this summer. And I was like, I want to make $10,000. That sounds great. So I called, interviewed, uh, didn't get <laughs> the position and then went back in and was like, why did you hire me? Like, you guys, you know, I'm perfect for this. And then they hired me after that. So uh, I kind of forced them to uh, bring me on, but um, did that for five years uh, going through college and uh, one of the, um, the quality outlet of the year for the Western division of college pro painters uh, for the uh, last two years that I was there. And uh, just, it was a great experience, you know, got a lot um, of uh, paint knowledge, you know, I didn't even know anything about painting a house before I was all of a sudden a, the owner of a painting business, painting franchise. Um, but uh, so I kind of learned, you know, um, I learned the ropes uh, while I was on the field and um learned a lot just about business and how to run a small business and a little bit about leadership and everything um and it was a great experience uh then i got into the corporate world and uh, i did sales for a big fortune 500 company for a while uh, i did some remodeling sales uh i got into the insurance business for a little bit um, but then i realized that i didn't really enjoy any of that stuff and i really enjoyed um just being an entrepreneur uh, being kind of in control of my own uh destiny and where i was going with everything and um so when i moved to san diego in 2006 um i did, had like 500 dollars in my bank account and um one family member who lived in town <laughs> and uh so <laughs> Didn't know anybody really, but um, I, instead of flying up to see my family over the holidays, um, I stayed home and wrote a business plan. So on Christmas Day, I uh, woke up early and I just worked all day long on my business plan um, and then started putting it all in action. Um, I, I got my license in April of 2007 and then kind of grew slowly for a couple of years. Um, the economy was pretty rough during that time. I was happy just to be paying my rent and you know keeping everything mm -hmm. afloat. Uh, then. By 2010, 2011, uh, we started to experience some pretty um, explosive growth. And I did not have the systems in place that I needed to manage everything that we had going. I had 35 employees at the very peak of it all. Yeah, so and, let me jump in here. Pardon me, yeah. John. So uh, <laughs> Ron Rice, when you first joined UIB and, and jumped in, uh, Ron Rice says, Steve, when, when John Ray came to town, like this guy, this dude exploded. He came in like a wrecking ball out of nowhere and was just everywhere. So yeah, yeah, said yeah. 35 blew up to 35 guys. Like, 
Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and very stressful time because I didn't have the right systems in place to manage it all, you know? Um, so, um, I was, uh, spending a lot on marketing and buying all of my leads and, Mm. Um, you know, just didn't have the leadership skills that I personally needed in order to run an organization of that size. And, um, so it all imploded on me at one point, it was, uh, 2012 when, uh, everything just kind of, uh, the, the house of cards that I had built just kind of fell down. And, um, I realized, you know, I was going bankrupt, even though I was running this really big company and, um, you know, People were taking advantage of me. Employees were stealing from me. It was just a rotten culture. Um, you know, it was uh, it was uh, a great experience to have learned all of that and to have gone through it now. But it was not very fun going through it at the time. So uh, I kind of hit the reset button in 2014 um, and I laid everybody off. Uh, I turned the whole company into just kind of like a uh, marketing company and I was um, referring all of my leads to uh, different contractors that I had relationships with uh, for a fee and you know I thought maybe that would be like a way forward but um, you know it didn't really turn out how I was hoping it would so I uh, spent a couple of years working on that trying to make that happen got really introspective was reading a lot of books uh, just learning a lot about myself and how business works you know and uh, and then in 2017, 2018, right around then, um, I decided to um, switch gears again, went back to the traditional uh, home ownership, uh, or sorry, uh, uh, business uh, home. Mm-hmm. What do I try to say? The traditional model of uh, running a painting business and, uh, and then have started growing more uh, sustainably since then. Mm-hmm. And then 20. 20, I think, right around the beginning of the pandemic, Steve and I started working together. And uh, the ideas that um, the DYB um, has cultivated and documented and that I have on my wall right here and everything, those have really um, had a huge impact on um, aligning um, what my energy was going towards, um, with, uh, the ideas that were going to be uh, successful and allow the company to grow. So we've experienced a lot of growth since then. Uh, we What's, went from, like uh, you said, about 600 grand We're yeah. projecting three and a half million. That's big. That's big. If we could uh, zoom in there just a little bit, what were some paradigm shifts for you from the mindset you used to have until and then when you came on and you started implementing some of the DYB system, what were some of the paradigm shifts there uh, for you that others would like to hear about? Uh, really putting the focus on to the customer experience. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, sometimes I have like ideas, but they're not really fully formed. And then when that idea and I hear that idea and it's been fully formed and like put into words and, and it's like, Oh yeah. And it's like, bam, a light goes off. And like, that's the way to do it. And uh, all of the little details about uh, how to implement that idea, you know, that you had already completely laid out for me. I was like, yeah, like this is gold. And so I just implemented, 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 you know, started like putting as much time as I could into working on the business rather than working in the business, uh, making sure that my clients had a great experience doing the hiring. The hiring is such an important part. The painters really are your business. They're the, mm-hmm. the, the, everything that the customer sees and, um, 
the experience that the customer has really is up to them to give it to them. And um, so the experience of the customers, but then also the marketing side of things, um, you know, as lights turned on for me when I realized that I didn't have to be buying leads that I'd already had like a couple thousand people who liked me and trusted me already enough to the point to like hire me to paint their house. And like, I could just like make sure that I was reaching out to those people on a regular basis um, mm. for free or very cheap. And those people would be a huge source of business for us moving forward. So when I changed the marketing um, direction, um, you know, I went from spending thousands of dollars a month, five, six, $7,000 a month in marketing to almost nothing and actually increasing the business just because of that change in my focus from buying new leads to, you know, staying top of mind to past clients. That's awesome. Thank you uh, for sharing. How many crews do we have out currently? Uh, eight crews. Eight crews. Kind of okay. depending right on, on jobs, on. you know, seven, eight yeah. crews. You have eight crew leads. So. Okay. And now John Peak, uh, he had um, shared with me, and this is back when it was in confidence. So it's obviously it's public knowledge now, but uh, that he mm -hmm. wanted some help uh, preparing and looking for an exit in a sales company. And, uh, and <clears throat> excuse me. So I said, well, I've got the guy for you, you know, I had no doubt in my mind, you were the right fit. And then, however, he had also, he let me know. He said, Steve, I have a couple other suitors. I'm like, what? No, you know? And, uh, so he did, he, he had a couple others. So it took about, what was it? The whole process from introduction, introducing you to you to, but what about a year and a half? It felt like, does that seem right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. From like initial convert introduction to close of the uh, acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think uh, we were introduced kind of before um, that discussion about me potentially buying the business started. So uh, maybe, oh, right, maybe right. between the two of you that had already okay. been going and he was secretly interviewing me and I didn't know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have been. but uh, yeah. I think um, John and Peek and I first got, um, you know, first met, uh, I want to say probably three years ago. So it okay. was maybe uh, a year and a half or so of him and I just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. And then mm -hmm. that conversation started about a year and a half. There we go. Okay. Uh, so it was a long process, but, uh, but it worked, right? It came through. Would you, um, would you share that, uh, uh, some of that, you know, would you share kind of how that process went as far as, uh, there was getting to know him? Why, why were you interested in, in peak brothers? Right. So that's an obvious question for those who don't know, uh, there'd be a good uh, question and then kind of how the process went for you. Yeah. So Peak Brothers is one of the two or three companies that I emulated. And when I first moved to San Diego, you know, 16 years ago, I did my market research and I was like, who are the best paint companies in San Diego? And I'm going to try to like, you know, be like them and um, copy their websites and, you know, um, try to model, do some of the model. same stuff that they're doing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> model, model, right. Uh so yeah, Peak Brothers was one of them. And uh, I just always had, um, you know, a great amount of respect for uh, the company that John had built. Uh, his reputation was very strong and uh, he was doing, you know, uh, all of the right things from as far as I could see. 
So, you know, it already started out as being, um, you know, this company that I always like looked up to and that, uh, that I wanted to, you know, model and all of that. And then, um, I had never really considered the possibility of purchasing another company in order to grow mine. Um, but when that opportunity came, um, you know, I think you were the first to mention it to me, Steve, and then kind of, uh, started talking with John about it all. And it was, like, yeah, this really makes a lot of sense. Like we do the exact same type of work, uh, fine home painting. Um, but he's pulling most of his clients from his pool of past clients. And I'm pulling most of my clients from my pool of clients. So it's not like we were competing. We weren't both like advertising on Yelp and, you know, it's not mm -hmm. like, uh, I was going to be just buying out a competitor, but it was like, really, I was adding on his whole book of business onto my whole book of business. And, that's just created, you know, it's pretty much doubled the size of my business. Yeah, indeed. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. So that's another uh, strategy to DYB, right? Acquisition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. yeah it's um, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Now, uh, John's still involved, right? Yeah, he's uh, moving more and more towards uh, retirement. And um, I have him helping with um, some estimating. And he's mostly just transferring relationships over. Mm -hmm. So anytime that a past client reaches out to John, he'll let me know and we'll go out together and we'll meet that client and yeah. kind of do the transition and everything. But then the biggest, you know, thing that I'm really excited about and that uh, John is also seems really excited about <clears throat> is the uh, paint school that we're starting. So we have started this whole um, systematized training program for all of our painters and we're, uh, test, testing it out on our company first. Uh, we're mm -hmm. going to work out all the, the quirks and the kinks and the wrinkles and everything and um, get everything smooth flowing with it. And then we're planning to uh, hopefully open that up to other painters, at least here in the Southern California region. Um, and, um, you know, really try to elevate the, the level of skill and um, professionalism of the whole industry here in San Diego. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. What uh, uh, John uh, mm -hmm. come full circle on that. John is like leading uh, that effort. He's uh, transferring his vast amount of skill, and he's uh, basically going to be doing a lot of the uh, instructing and teaching and everything for the the school. Which is something he's passionate about. So it's a natural fit. Yeah. 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 Very and then, much. Uh, you know, true to his character, he didn't sell and bail. He's he's been there to transfer these valuable relationships over, which is, which is key. And then, uh, he had shared in his podcast, I think it was 11, um, about when he, uh, and his brother met with the attorneys to, to work a buyout when his, you know, um, when John went to go solo and he said the attorneys were laughing because it was the first time uh, they've ever had the, um, the, the, I don't want to say opposing the two, uh, um, 
people actually arguing about no he needs more no he needs more no he should get more and mm-hmm. and, and so <laughs> something like this happened in this deal where there was an, and i forget we won't go into the particulars but there was like an extra hundred fifty thousand dollars and john's like nah you know what john just just don't worry about it buddy <laughs> You know, on top of that, <laughs> oh, do you remember that? <laughs> so, I do, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, John's character is impeccable. He's such a great guy. And, um, you know, uh, the uh, experience that I've had in merging the two companies, the success that we've had in that in large part is due to him setting it up properly and being there and really uh, trying to make this the best investment that he could for me. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things he told me um, at the beginning is like, I want to make this the best investment you'll ever make in your entire life. And, and he has. So. Indeed. So it's not, you know, you maybe we talk about hire for character, but if you're going to buy, make sure you buy for character as well. Cause that's, that's proven true. And so, um, which is similar to your character. That's why this has been such a fun uh, experience and transaction all the way around and uh, to watch it go and yeah. grow. And so it's just been a win, 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 and just a sweet story and situation all the way through. Uh, Cause you guys are both. Yeah. So guys. often I've heard that after mergers like this, that, um, you know, there's like a lot of tension and kind of uh, the two, the seller and the buyer, like end up, you know, being mad at each other for whatever. You didn't tell me about this and all well, that, whatever. But with John and I, we've just become like better friends through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and even the, it's the been merger a, of the a great experience. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. with the merger of the teams, I remember we had a discussion of like, all right, we got to run announce it to, to, to both of the teams now. And it's like, Oh man, how are they going to handle it? And you know, it went over just so well, right. They were all excited. They were congratulating. He gave John an award and, you know, and, and, uh, but the crews were excited about the, the new opportunities. And so it just comes to show that like you guys have both done a fantastic job with culture and cultivating culture, uh, that where everybody's excited you know, about coming together. Yeah. Culture is a huge part of uh, the success of what we've been doing. And, and that's a bit, a big uh, change in, you know, from how I was running things um, 10 years ago to how we're doing things now. And um, culture has played a huge um, part of um, making sure that our clients are having a good experience, that, uh, we're getting the jobs done quickly and um, just that, you know, everybody is bought into uh, what we're trying to build and um, people are, you know, a lot of the employees and um, are taking ownership of mm-hmm. their, you know, slice of the pie and making sure that everything that they're responsible for is getting done properly. And it's great. We use uh, group me for group chats and every day there's, you know, people, posting up pictures and high-fiving each other and, you know, helping each other out. And it's, uh, it's night and day difference between what we're doing now with culture versus how we were doing things mm-hmm. 10 years ago. That's awesome. Any, for those listening who don't understand, or maybe they're on the other side of the wall, you know, doing it like how we did it, even myself when I first got started and, you know, um, with my first business bike in Michigan, that didn't go well, right. When I did it the wrong way, what, what advice would you have some guys who don't, haven't really implemented culture, hired for culture, don't, they just don't have a strong culture yet. What advice would you give them for turning this ship around? Uh, read a book about it. Talk to Steve about it. Like get all the help that you can in order to build a strong culture. 
Um, it's not something that you're just going to do overnight. It takes consistency and it takes a strong uh, lead. You know, it takes a lot of leadership in order to build um, the kind of culture that you need. But man, it's um, it's uh, it has such a big impact on every dynamic of the business um, to have a strong, positive culture where everybody is aligned and moving towards the same goal and has the same sort of attitudes uh, and ownership over uh, what they're doing, uh, what their roles are in the business. So it's vital. If you don't have a strong culture, that's the first thing you got to start working on is building that culture. Indeed. Indeed. What's been a paradigm shift for you? Oh man, um, I've had a lot of paradigm shifts over the last few years. Um, definitely the the culture, you know. Since we're already talking about that, um, mm-hmm. just realizing the the importance of having a strong culture and a positive culture, and every culture is different, right? And uh, there's no there's no like formula or a way of doing it. You just have to, um, you know, it's it's almost like an expression of the leader's personality, the type of culture that you're going to develop. But um, Mm -hmm. understanding that has had a huge impact. Um, And then the marketing um, side of things by, you know, focusing more on our past clients and having that paradigm shift from, you know, going out and buying leads on Yelp and Zillow and uh, uh, Home Advisor and Angie's List and all those companies and instead of focusing on our past clients you know just such higher quality leads and um almost free all of these leads that we get and um you know that's had a huge impact on profitability as well as just the 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 ease of dealing with our clients you know mm. we already know that they're our three p's and we already mm. know that they're the type of person that we really want to work with uh, versus, you know, if you get a lead off of Google, like you have no idea what type of person this is and you have to figure that out after going through the whole process with them. So the old way was hiring for skill and t- paying for leads, which was uh, yep. stressful, right? Chaotic, even sometimes to hiring for character and um, honing in on your 3P, staying top of mind to your customer list and uh, generating referrals and repeat business, peaceful and profitable, right? Yep. Okay. Books. Yeah, hiring for some... character, um, staying top of mind, and then the whole culture thing. Like that's those three pieces right there, I would say are the main pieces that have really impacted us. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. We use our collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Fantastic. Thank you. What are some of your favorite books? Uh, man, you some great books that come to mind. Um, you know, rich dad, poor dad kind of set me off on this mindset, the entrepreneurial mindset of mm-hmm. going from, you know, working in the corporate job to, you know, realizing the power of, uh, wanting to, 
to own a business. And so Rich Dad Poor Dad is uh, kind of the foundation of what set me off in this direction. But um, since then, uh, the, the five levels of leadership had a huge impact on me. And, um, you know, once you read enough leadership books, you kind of realize that they're all saying kind of the same thing, uh, just different ways of saying it. And the five levels of leadership is just the most concise and clear and really just lays it all out. Um, so that was a great book. Uh, another one would be the e-myth, you know, realizing that I needed to build a business rather than, um, you know, just having a skill and, um, some other great books would be, um, the, uh, endless referrals. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Bob bird, I think. Yep. 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 That's it. That was a great one. Um, the culture code was another mm-hmm. great book uh, that was really influential on how I built my culture. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just always like reading and listening to podcasts and everything. My, my car is like a rolling library. <laughs> my, uh, my wife and I, Chris, so we have this debate back and forth about whether I'm reading a book or listening to a book. Um, cause almost all of my reading is actually listening while I'm driving around, you know, the small business owners, and residential paint business owners. We spend a lot of time driving, going to check yeah. on crews and seeing yeah. customers and everything. And so I just use all of that time as much of it as I can to just be listening to something that's yep. making me smarter. Zig Ziglar, what used to call that automobile university. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tech stack what does your tech stack look like to keep this 3.5 million dollar operation streamlined (laughs) and flowing yeah well we use a lot of tech um so uh the life of a lead i guess this all starts with our our website uh we use we modeled um steve's um website and uh created the whole uh flow through to create a lead Uh, we use calendly at the bottom of the that to um uh, t- uh do all the intake for new customers uh and then we use zapier to take all of that information put it onto the google calendar uh, that goes into our crm uh goes into uh google doc as well just for safekeeping of all the data <clears throat> and then uh we use paint scout for all of our estimating uh, paint scout's pretty sweet program it's pretty uh, user-friendly and uh, i love the data that it gives us um the sales information the closing ratios and um the open bids that we have and the automated responses and everything <clears throat> um we use monday for production management monday.com mm-hmm. so um that's maintained by my office manager and uh, then we use ClockShark for the employees to clock in and out. Um, we also use ClockShark for their scheduling. So uh, the office manager inputs the job as well as the um, the work order into ClockShark. So the employees can pull it up right there on their phone through ClockShark. Um, all of the employees, they it's I like it because they only need one app um, and they can pull up their work order they can get all the color information they can get all the customers information 
uh, and uh, they can see their schedule and they can clock in and out all right there in one spot. So it keeps it simple for them because, you know, painters aren't usually the most like tech forward people. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, so, you know, once they've learned it, then they're good. And, uh, and that's been working great. Uh, what else? I've started using uh, chat GPT a bit for some of our mm-hmm. like content creation. Um, and I also use it just as like an idea generator. So like if I'm thinking about something, I'm trying to figure out, well, how, like, what's a good way to solve this problem? I'll just ask chat GPT. And um, sometimes it comes out with good ideas. Sometimes it's not, <laughs> but right. um, yeah, what else? Um, QuickBooks for finances. Uh, we use ChargeZoom for invoicing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, sorry, email, definitely interested, uh, email. Yeah. Just, uh, Gmail We use the G suite for all of that. Well, aren't aren't you, are you using MailChimp or active campaign though? Oh yeah. 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 We use active campaign. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, DYB virtual helped us set up a whole pre-selling campaign. So as soon as somebody sets a appointment for a bid with us, then, uh, the active campaign kicks off a four email series uh, that just tells them a little bit more about us and what to expect. And, uh, you know, I get so many positive comments about that from people. And um, oftentimes people are like already sold when they, they just need me to show up and like, you know, fill out. It's like order taking rather than sales. Right on. So that's been great for us. Awesome. Fantastic, John. I really appreciate your time. Uh, before we roll out, is there a question I should have asked or a final point that you'd like to make? Oh, good question. Um, um, I would just say that I, the one of the best things I've ever done is um, find people who are smarter than me and have already done the things that I'm trying to do and work with them and use, you know, mentorship, uh, coaches, you know, working with Steve has had a huge impact on my life and my business. And, um, you know, and it's not even just the business actually, you know, Steve working with you, like, uh, we put a lot of focus on personal health and, you know, physical activity and everything. And, you know, they're kind of two separate worlds, but, you know, once you start realizing it, you realize, no, they're exactly the same thing and it's all one. And, um, you know, so uh, I've just um, really appreciated the uh, combination of um, physical activity and physical health and watching, um, you know, like I wear my aura ring so I can be monitoring what's going on with my sleep patterns and um, yeah, through all the encouragement in the OMG group, um, you know, I've been able to maintain like working out every other day and, um, that just increases your energy level. So then you're able to bring a lot more energy into the business and accomplish a lot more that way. And, um, so hiring the, the right coaches and finding the right mentors and, um, finding other people to help guide you and, you know, down your path is probably one of the most impactful things that an entrepreneur can do. So I'm very appreciative to Steve and for the DYB system that you put together. It's, it's um, had a huge impact on my life. 
Well, thank you, John. Appreciate that very much. Uh, it's been my pleasure and my honor, and what a fun ride uh, it's been too. And, and looking forward to uh, to the future for sure. It's exciting. Uh, I'm grateful for right you. On. So, thank you uh, again for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. Happy. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.